When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Tint, a podcast dedicated to lovers of the botanical-style natural aquarium, the brackish aquarium, the blackwater aquarium, and, well, just about anything with the word aquarium in it. I'm Scott Fellman, your host, and hopefully your thought provoker or even provocateur on this journey into aquarium enlightenment. Today, I'm leading off with a rather prosaic title uh, called The Lost Tribe of Amano. Now, one of the most important things we do here at Tannen is really to encourage you, our fellow hobbyists, to feel free to experiment, to scheme, to try new stuff with your aquariums, to question those old rules, those methodologies, and those ideas, and to really push the boundaries of aesthetics and function with our aquariums. I talk so much about how nature in, in that unfiltered form is a random, unkept, and even really a dirty place, not in the sense that it's polluted or unhealthy, well, sometimes it is, but that it's simply not consistent with the aquarium hobby's perception or the narrative we put down on what is aesthetically attractive. In my opinion, this is a huge hurdle that we as the hobby simply need to get over. I know I've said this before. And look, I totally, I completely get it when hobbyists say that they don't like the look of muddy, silted substrates, tinted water, decomposing leaves, biofilms, all that stuff. The kind of stuff that we tend to discuss and laud so much here. Not everyone can appreciate it or find beauty in that stuff. Yet I think we need to look ourselves in the mirror occasionally and ask ourselves, what's up when we use certain terminology to describe the other approaches to methodology, design, and scaping, and aesthetics that we use? And since it comes up every time I discuss concepts like this, I'll make it clear right now that I'm not trashing those beautiful planted aquascapes or high-concept diorama-style hardscapes that we see at contests and all over Instagram and so forth. They're awesome. The talent required to produce these things is incredible. And I get that the name Nature Aquarium that pervades, well, pretty much everything is an homage to the brilliant influence of the great Takashi Amano, whose work I've personally admired for many years myself, and who originally adapted the term and, in an ironic twist, actually proffered something quite different than what it is that's currently presented as the so-called Nature Aquarium. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, so please take no offense at my getting up on the soapbox here. I'm not Amano bashing. I just want to gently remind everybody that when we present our carefully planted aquarium which adheres to that style as currently interpreted and executed by the aquarium world as the ultimate expression of a biotope or of nature in an aquarium, I think we do a sort of disservice to the uninitiated if we don't at least explain it a bit more. Now yes, you know, having plants and fishes together does foster some natural functions. Those tanks are gorgeous, I can't argue with that. They represent an aspect of nature indeed. No one questions that. However, it's that aesthetic mindset which we seem to push so hard, which pervades like everything else. I just can't help but think and have these little nightmare scenarios enter my head, as admittedly weird as they might be, uh, you know, about people being indoctrinated to the underwater world by looking at, you know, 50 of these so-called nature aquariums as presented in the typical scaping contest and then thinking that this is what a natural aquatic habitat really looks like. 
Then at some later date, these people actually find themselves visiting a wild stream or a river, and, and they're not only profoundly disappointed about how it looks, but they're perhaps even calling for some kind of intervention to rescue the habitat because of its deplorable appearance, you know, compared to what they saw in the nature aquariums as presented online and in contests and so forth. Look, I mean, it's weird and it's probably way overreactionary, I know. However, there's this prevailing aesthetic bias in the hobby against presenting nature as she really is in our aquariums, and it makes me a bit sad. There really, really, really is a beauty in that silty, decomposing, earthy world of, you know, the Amazon Igarape, the Asian peat swamp, the Malaysian mangal, an African forest stream, etc., 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 there's something graceful and beautiful about the broken branches accumulating leaves and scattered seed pods on the floor of a tropical river. It's just not what we've typically appreciated because of our exposure to a more artistically interpretive version of nature in the aquarium world. Rather, I think we've spent so much effort distilling, editing, and otherwise sanitizing nature that we actually might have lost sight of its true beauty and about how and why natural systems look and function the way they do. I know it's blasphemy to some people, no doubt. However, I think it might be, I might be at least partially correct here. Um, notice that I'm actually a bit ambivalent even to the legit biotope aquariums, as I think that they offer a lot of classification strategies and rules that, you know, are a bit unrealistic and perhaps overreach a bit and discourage some people from actually executing on them. Now, Amano understood these wild habitats. He appreciated them for what they were. Now, he loved the use of aquatic plants to represent them. They were sort of his media and created in his works. However, he also understood that there are other natural materials which be, can be utilized for this purpose um, and which can be utilized in different ways to express nature in the aquarium. He encouraged experimentation with them. However, the majority of his personal work focused on aquatic plants. I just can't help but wonder, what would Amano think of the cargo cult-like rev, you know, reverence which the aquascaping world has you know, bestowed upon him without really evolving his works in any new direction? or really making any attempts to understand his original philosophies about nature. Oh, sure, he'd appreciate the amazing talent, the beauty, and the effort that we see displayed worldwide. Yet I just can't help but wonder if, in his own way, he'd really ask something like, Is that all? Please do me a favor. Do Mr. Amano a favor. Read some of his oldest writings and photo essays. Check out the pics of blades of grass, decomposing logs, abandoned farmhouses, Japanese ceramics, and yeah, Amazonian blackwater habitats. He spent a lot of time in them. Think about why he was photographing them. Really let it sink in. Don't just read his quotes and memorize the usual regurgitated, reinterpreted, marketing adapted, nyeme inspiring fanboy drivel that surrounds discussion of his work. In between trying to select that perfect Iwagumi rock and achieving a golden ratio, there's a lot more. Amano got it. He understood the relationship between nature and art absolutely. It's there. He saw beauty in all forms of nature and encouraged us to express these details in our aquariums in many different ways. Please seek it out in his work. And next, just spend a few minutes on YouTube and search for videos using terms like wild Amazonian igarape underwater. Look at the videos that you find. Uh, observe carefully that appearance, the appearance of the substrate, the color of the water, the clarity of the water, the way leaves, branches, and those other materials accumulate on the bottom, and the way the fishes interact with those materials. Then, 
go back, look at a typical nature aquarium or even the usual hobbyist produced Amazonian themed aquarium video or whatever and just see for yourself the differences. Now, it's not that they're bad or lacking in some ways. Sure, a few of them suck, let's face it. In any endeavor, you're going to find stuff that sucks. It's just that in the bulk of the cases, many are so, I don't know, edited. They're an edited version of the habitat they prefer to represent. And you can't help but just wonder why they're proffered as such. Now, sure, there's a lot of subjectives here, and there's no mysterious grand Universal Aquarium Standards Committee that passes judgment and reinforces some standards here. I'm not attacking everything called nature or natural in the aquarium world, except for, you know, what we do here in our beloved approach. I'm simply asking us to look at all these things with a little bit less bias, really, the way Amano would have wanted us to. Compare the appearance of an actual natural habitat to the bulk of the works presented all over, and you'll absolutely see a difference, not just stylistic, but interpretive. And you might want to ponder just why it is that a lot of our natural or nature aquariums look very little like many of these natural habitats. I think I know why. We polish out or edit too much. Why is this? It's not that we're doing anything wrong, of course. I'm, I'm, again, I I'm, can't state that often enough. It's not that we aren't talented as a group. Lord knows almost everyone who enters one of those contests is like a master scaper and they do great work. The talent's there. We have the information available to us. It's called Google. We have the photos and videos and research papers about these wild environments. Hell, we even have access to pretty much most of the fishes that live in them. We have easy access to the widest variety of natural materials for aquascaping that we've ever had at any time in the hobby. You just can't use those things as excuses. And yeah, you can ruin a tank. You can run a tank. You can ruin a tank too, but you can run a tank with those muddy, silty substrates, decomposing leaves, biofilms, tinted water, etc. Thousands of our customers have been doing this for several years now with amazing long-term success. These systems can operate just fine for indefinite periods of time. Disasters and tank crashes are exceedingly uncommon. And quite frankly, I think that the realm of the sloppy, the lazy, the misinformed, those who don't bother to research. You're far more likely to cause one of these dreaded tank crashes with the so-called high-tech planet tank and all of its associated gadgets and dosing regimens and study than you are by going, I don't know, let's call it nature tech and incorporating leaves, botanicals, and sediments into your aquarium and managing the tank with good old-fashioned aquarium common sense. So still no excuses there. I just think that many of us don't want to replicate nature as it really is. Perhaps there's a fear that we have about it. Maybe it's because the contests don't allow it, although I think it's deeper than that. Maybe it's our egos, which, you know, they tell us that it's not that hard to create that kind of mess or whatever compared to a so-called high-concept hardscape or planted diorama-style aquarium. You know, art versus a direct interpretation of nature or maybe because we can't control every aspect of the aesthetic experience, it bothers us somehow. Maybe we grabbed onto just one aspect of Mr. Romano's teachings and overrode all else that he proffered. <coughs> well, I can, excuse me, I can hear it now. Who the blank is filming to red, you know, render judgment on this? He's trashing everything but his weird interpretation. And again, no, I'm not. I'm questioning and I'm asking us to push ourselves a bit and not just mail it in. And you'd be surprised how much criticism we've received over the years for our approach to natural aquariums from disciples of various schools of thought on aquariums because we're teaching people to be lazy, sloppy, uninspired, etc. I've heard them all. Why? 
do I really have an answer here? Again, I don't really know. I just have my hunches. And I'm not judging. I'm not trolling. I'm not attacking. I'm questioning. I, I can't, again, state it often enough that when I write about a subject or, in this case, talk about a subject like this, which instills great passions in hobbyists, inevitably, someone will selectively skim my blog and then conclude from a few paragraphs that it's simply an attack on what they love. Look, I'm not asking to throw over the world order of aquascaping or, you know, competition aquariums and the aquatic industry that supports it. I never was. I'm simply and even humbly, believe it or not, asking us to look at things in a more open, less nuanced ways. I'd love to see us aquarists at least once in a while venture outside of our comfort zones and try something a bit different to not get caught up in names and titles and, you know, above comprehending the big picture. Look long and hard about what we're doing. Look long and hard at the aquatic habitats found in nature and try to see the true beauty that's there before we see fit to edit. And ask yourselves why things look the way they do in nature and observe how the fishes which live there interact with their environment. Consider these habitats and how they formed, how they function biologically, and how fishes have adapted to their habitat. Think about that esoteric stuff. Think about stuff like why fishes are shaped or colored the way they are. What kinds of foods might they find in these environments? You might just find some new appreciation for nature as it is. You might even question why, as a hobby culture, we find it necessary to push away the unpolished aspects of nature in an effort to achieve a more artistic interpretation of it. And maybe, just maybe, you might want to try something like creating an aquarium that looks more like nature and less like an artistic interpretation of nature. Perhaps you'll think about how food webs can be created in an aquarium filled with botanical materials. Maybe you'll start appreciating the real elegance that nature has inherent in everything she creates and a reason for the way things look and function. You might come to realize that the randomness of fallen tree trunks and accumulating leaves is every bit as artistic as the Oyashi Fukushii Sutahishi and Soishi stone placements in an Iwagumi setting, and probably far more liberating to create. And you'll find that there's just as much room for creativity in your skills and talents in the world of nature as it is, as there ever was in the artistic style aquascaping culture, which has dominated this hobby for so long, probably even more. So look beyond the words used to describe this stuff in popular aquarium culture. Research the philosophy of wabi-sabi, Think about what it means in the context of a truly natural aquarium, not an edited artistic interpretation of nature, but think about it in regards to what happens in a botanical-influenced aquarium over time. Think about what Amano meant when he proffered this philosophy for aquariums many years ago. Indeed, his mission statement actually reflects this, even though the popular execution of this philosophy by the hobby might have veered off in more into art over the last few years. His, his quote is, the origin of nature aquarium creation is nothing else but nature. That's pretty succinct. I think he'd give you a wry smile when he'd see your eyes light up when you finally have that aha moment. And you're like, yeah, I get it. And are we, the natural botanical style aquarium movement, the iteration that Amano was actually headed towards, the one that he laid the foundation for so long ago, but which attained a life of its own and took a different turn? I mean, arrogant though it may be for us to presume such a lofty sense of importance, I can't blame myself for at least wondering if our community is sort of evolving in a way Amano would have approached. 
and appreciated and likely where he would have ultimately headed himself if he were still alive. Look, do you. Enjoy what you do. However, please don't get so wrapped up in any methodology or approach or the nomenclature surrounding this hobby and use it as a wrap for everything. There's so much more out there if we just open our minds. So much more to learn, to do, and to share. Are we, and I know it sounds biblical, the lost tribe of Amano? (laughs) Perhaps. Regardless, I like where we're heading. I think Amano might too. Much respect to him. Stay creative. Stay bold. Stay curious. Stay honest. Stay engaged. And always stay wet. Thanks for stopping by. This is Scott Fellman, and I hope that you enjoyed this hopefully thought-provoking topic, and I hope you create the most beautiful aquarium you've ever done. Have a great day.